Paul. Yes. I think I might have fixed cinemas. Oh? You know all of those things we were talking about that bugged us? Mm. I figured out all you need to do is sit really near the fucking front. You know how most cinemas have, not the aisle, but mm. like the corridor bit. Mm. Like that separates the first five or so rows from the rest. Yeah. Go sit yourself in the back row of that front bit. No asshole can reach your chair to kick it. You can't see anybody's phone unless you get one tiny old man who comes and sits in front of you and gets his out like an absolute prick. The blindest asshole alive. <laughs> but even then, you're so far forward, no one can see you brutally murder him to death with that phone. Yes, it's true. You go- I mean, I saw Ralph Breaks the Internet today at 4.30 and there were kids in there, who one of whom decided to just narrate the film. But he was so far behind me. That it was just like someone had left a door open and there was a nursery somewhere near in the county. <laughs> it's almost surround sound for the film. <laughs> I could just hear his stupid mind getting blown and that was it. <laughs> Plus in boxing, they're the expensive seats. So <laughs> there's a certain sort of hoity air to it that yeah, we all appreciate. <laughs> I might get hit by the blood here. <laughs> the cinematic blood. From the man you murdered. <laughs> Condolences on your nephew burning to death in that terrible accident. I'm Paul Salt. I'm not going to say that word yet. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. I immediately went to some of the worst, the, the harsher racial ones. I was like, what are you doing this time? What have you got? What have you done this time, you fucking asshole? Come on, Paul. Let's not do fascism again. <laughs> we are one step closer on the road to our 100th episode. And we are resolutely tackling the very worst films ever made to find those golden bricks because of that road metaphor I made at the beginning of the sentence. Remember that? Yeah. Remember? Brilliant. You're going to do fine here. Thank Christ, though, because the 100th episode is the save point. (laughs) Jesus Christ, if we die. We lose it before then. All over. 100 hours. All over again. This week, it's not Avatar, The Last Airbender. You are the last of your kind. All that remains of a once powerful nation. I knew you were real. I always knew you returned. You are the only one who can bring balance to a world at war. But some will stop at nothing to destroy you. M. Night Shyamalams. Shyamalam. I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan's adaptation of the Nickelodeon kids' television show about benders. Great, what a sentence. <laughs> Shyamalan got involved because his kids loved the show, so he thought, we'll fucking see about that. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts, sunshines. Oh, I can't watch the news. You want to watch your cartoon show? All right, then. Dad, dad, dad. He came back nine months later. <laughs> oh, it's like giving birth to, to Udo Kier. <laughs> he eats your face, calls your mother once, and then you never see him again. It's beautiful. It's the circle of life. And then he gives birth to you. Oh, no. Circles of life. <laughs> the sequel. Udo Kier 2. <laughs> Udo Kier 2. The afterlife. Leave me alone, you vultures. <laughs> Brilliant, Udo. Say it again. He's so entertaining. <laughs> I'm not really a confident, aggressive <laughs> person. This is the real Udo Kier. 
I don't enjoy this mem- memification of my life. I am not a frightening man. Look at my child. And this child is just him, but tiny. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Look at this painting. And it's just his child. <laughs> but even more Odokir. Odokir. That's his son's name. Odokir. And it zooms out to reveal he just pointed at his own cheek where the painting is painted onto. <laughs> These are all bad examples. <laughs> Fuck me, the film. The film was heavily derided by critics, the public, and us eventually. Spoiler alert. Ooh. Cliff Dorkson, writing for Chicago Reader. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's great. <laughs> you leave Mr. Dorkson alone, sir. Cliff! Sorry, I feel like such a jock. <laughs> There's nothing you can do oh. with that name, though. Think as you might. <laughs> Sporkson? Fuck! Fuck! It's too much, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I'll bully you tomorrow, I can't, I can't do this. What's wrong, son? There's a kid in my class called Cliff Dorkson. Oh, I, I see. All my years of bullying have come to this. If I can't make this work, then what kind of bully am I, mother? Look at me! The current national priorities should be as follows. Reduce carbon emissions and stop funding the films of M. Night Shyamalan. It's good prioritising there. <laughs> yeah. Work yeah. in your order, though, mate. I imagine getting rid of M. Night Shyamalan might reduce carbon emissions. He, as he's the only director who shoots in his hometown, I don't know if that's a good <laughs> plan. You really want to go to the people who shoot the Bond movies or the Bond movies. <laughs> who specifically goes to the most vulnerable places Somalia. on Earth. Yeah. In order to shoot their petrol at it. I really think this iceberg would look better on fire. Okay, Mr. <laughs> Bay. You know it's the last one. Just... Well, we better make it a good fire then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Um, <laughs> Michael O'Sullivan, writing for the Washington Post, said, Playing a hero who's meant to be something akin to the young Dalai Lama, Ringer, the actor, brings less than zero gravitas to the role. He makes the kid who plays Gibby on iCarly look like Sir Lawrence Olivier. Now, I thought that was so a glib much. reference, but then I went back and watched an episode of iCarly, and it was all, you know, very much, oh my god, you know, that kind of thing. But then yeah. this fucking kid comes on. He's like, friends, Romans, <laughs> countrymen, lend me your ears. Hello, Gibby. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Gibby. <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh. oh my god, he's so pre. What? Oh fuck, what's the name of that acting coach everyone bangs on about? What, Stanislavski. Yeah. He's so pre-Stanislavski. I'm just projecting. Fucking Gibby. Oh, fucking Gibby. I'm, gl- I'm glad. You, I mean, I'm glad you explained some of that because so much of that sentence didn't make sense. Gibby, I Carly, Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> what are the kids into these days? So <laughs> Spinning a hula hoop and quoting uh, Richard the Third, if that's the one that Lawrence Olivier did. Probably. Carl Adams, writing for Google said this is a movie that remove Avatar because of James Cameron's highest-grossing film of 2009, Avatar. This is not what you're expecting to see in a Nickelodeon cartoon series of the same name. The Last Airbender is criticises because of whitewashed characters. People can't say the word ang. Low villain plot. Terrible battle fights. And more that I say to go on. The Last Airbender is the last one that we all see. This is so shit. (laughs) That wasn't good to hear. That was horrible. (laughs) It's true though. It flows through the ears like gravel. Let's go to Morag as well on Amazon. Morag's oh, going to have some wisdom for you. Oh, I love what he has in to a say review, about things. <laughs> in a review titled, No, lowercase, full stop, um, she says, No, lowercase, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the name. She typed it twice. <laughs> she typed it into the fucking... I don't know if she thought these were questions. Title of review? No. <laughs> She got it. She took the easy way out, the coward's way. 
review a suicide. <laughs> Imagine if we just came on. Nope. <laughs> it was half a second. Ever want to flog the very deadest of horses? The Golden Raspberry is awarded the film Worst Use of 3D, Worst Supporting Actor for Jackson Rathbone, uh, who was also in Twilight, uh-huh. oh, oh. and Worst Screenplay Director and Picture, all awarded to Michael Knight Shyamalan. Oh. What a bunch of shit. Yeah. Michael. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Marvellous Night Sh- Shyamalan. Marvellous Night Shyamalan. <laughs> um, Maverick. Pew, 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 pew. So many possibilities with this. <laughs> now, there was some very interesting two men in this one, uh, with cast members from Chappie, Twilight, Sex and the City 2, and Mother's Day. But Oof. we do have a three men. We do. And if the three men vaults can accommodate such a vast ego, then we humbly offer... And- talent and talent then we humbly offer the director producer writer and legendary performer that is M.I. Shyamalan oh free to a man free in a bush free free go films are shit mate Ka-chung! It's me pulling the lever of the trapdoor that <laughs> only transports him into the, the annals. It's the Everyone M.I. Shyamalan just... lever. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else just goes through a door. Oh, and also Robert Lindsay, who is frankly just fucking gatecrashing here. He has an uncredited role in this film as Soldier. He's a member of the gay male choir in Sex and the City uh, 2. Ah, okay. And he played Jake in The Happening, the student whose inevitable ugliness is foretold by Mark Wahlberg. Oh, brilliant. Good. Well, <laughs> well done, mate. Wa- yeah. I mean, to be honest... All three of his roles, apart from Soldier, unless unless unbeknownst to me, he's going to be the soldier who did something hilarious in this. Mm. Like, maybe he's the guy who said it really hurt. <laughs> but in both of his other roles, he's gotten a mention on our podcast. We mentioned the gay male choir, and we mentioned the fucking Jake, whose face is going to become harried. Yeah, we did. So he's decade. like the best known, <laughs> lesser known person Extra. alive. Yeah. But he's also a terrible yes man. <laughs> People like you are responsible for the Nazis, mate. <laughs> yeah, take that. Extra in film. <laughs> Get in the three man bin. Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, One last observation before we move on. The Wikipedia page for this says at the very bottom, see also, and then there are two links, mm-hmm. whitewashing in film and list of films considered the worst. Oh boy, <laughs> what a legacy. There's a legacy for you. So, Paul, you earthbending father. Yes. What's one thing about The Last Airbender that made you want to believe in your beliefs as much as they believe in theirs? Glad you mentioned that one. <laughs> There's some cool kicks and spins, aren't there? At the beginning of the film, demonstrating uh, the way they bend the elements. Yeah. It's, it's very much a, a, a mighty Morphin Power Rangers school of physical acting, isn't it? <laughs> We've got to go now. It's dynamic. Jake, do you want a sandwich? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> Hate you, Jake. You're gonna be ugly in about ten years. <laughs> uh, well, Paul, that sounds dramatic and edgy in an M Night Shyamalan kind of way. Edgy is a fucking road. <laughs> what happens? As edgy as a 50p bit. That's what I used to say about folk. What happens in this here? The Last Airbender. Well, I tell you what, Paul. Doesn't fucking matter, does it? Because because <laughs> it's all given to us in subtitle and voiceover throughout the film. A hundred years ago, all was right with our world. Prosperity and peace filled our days. The four nations... My brother and I live in the Southern Water Tribe, which was once a big city. Our father's off fighting in the war. My mother was taken prisoner. He us to his home. He told us how he left there in a storm on Appa and got forced into the ocean where the only had was proving to be helpful. Ong was practicing, but for some reason, he was having trouble with waterbending. We moved from town We to arrived town. at the Northern Water Tribe. We presented ourselves to the royal court. 
Ong showed them he was the last airbender and was accepted to train to with all them. those who could bend their natural element. The Avatar was the only person born amongst all the Yay. Never mind. It's like a radio play. At the end. <laughs> yeah, it's a radio play. So to begin with, the voiceover tells us. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> you say at the beginning, the voiceover takes us. In the film, the voiceover takes tells us. In the beginning, there was only the voiceover. And the voiceover <laughs> told us that there were four nations. Yes. Fire, earth, wind, and eurythmics. And <laughs> they knew how to bend the elements, and the people who could bend the elements were the greatest benders of all, and they were respected <laughs> by all the non-benders in the larger non-bending and bending world. And um, after a while, the Fire Nation, who were the biggest benders of the lot, <laughs> annihilated... Fuck you. Annihilated. She's <laughs> a bender. I knew from the first time we discovered you were a bender. But there are really powerful benders in the, in the Northern Water Tribe. We want to minimize their bender sources. <coughs> I've got it on my system now. So the uh, <laughs> I doubt the, fight, the Fire Nation essentially annihilated yeah. all of the good, all the good people. Ben, the benders, yeah. all of the good benders. <laughs> Paul, it's they destroyed in the. It's the film. They destroyed the Air Tribe. And then invaded the rest of the world. So yeah. some of this is going to be out of order, but who gives a fuck? It's the story. It's here. So we cut yeah. to siblings um, whose names Great. I have forgotten. Everyone, hold on a moment. Katara, Soka, and, and Karak- Katara. Karaka? Karaka. Katara. Karakas. <laughs> Baraka from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's, 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 it's his spin-off. Finally, he says, a chance to shine. <laughs> what do you think about this, um, um, Baraka? <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Let's do what he You should says. get your own Nickelodeon series. <laughs> <laughs> Baraka the Rapper. <laughs> I'm so over him right now. <laughs> Katara and Soka. Oh, you see, I can't remember what the correct pronunciation is because everyone got very pissed about the pronunciation of um, Soka or Soka. We'll say tu- Suka as in the, the Soviet insult. I think that's correct. Suka. Does it mean bender? <laughs> and so they're, they're, they're siblings and she's a water bender and she's yep. not a master at it yet because she keeps getting her brother wet. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the worst thing a bender can do is get the brother wet. <laughs> oh, I think I love this film actually. <laughs> the brother's really good with a boomerang. They yeah. are following an ice beast of some sort that so they don't manage to find because yeah. apparently he's not a very good hunter. Don't worry, yep. by the end of the film, he will have um, mastered that particular skill <laughs> and use it to resolve some sort of thing. Don't worry. Yeah. Great. So they find the there's some sort of weird glowing thing under the ice. So the mm-hmm. brother immediately gets his sharp boomerang out and starts smashing it on the ice that they're standing yeah. on. Oh no, no, beast. it's breaking! Ah. <laughs> a big spherical thing comes out of the ice. And mm-hmm. the brother now decides it could be a Fire Nation trick. Let's just back away slowly. And he backs one step. Okay, it's over. And he casually turns away and puts his boomerang away. But oh no! <laughs> The sister, who was formerly quite nervous about the whole situation, grabs a boomerang and goes and smashes it. And it turns out there's a boy inside of the ice thing and a big carpet. <laughs> a flying a flying carpet with eyes. And uh, <laughs> and the boy's name is Ang or Ang. We're not going to find that out for another half an hour. Yeah, they smash it open. There's a boy in it whose name is Ang, unbeknownst to anyone. And um, the, the girl, having found this young child in the ice who seems semi-conscious... Obviously mm-hmm. asks the first question um, that would come to any of us. Um, are you okay? Nope, that's not it. Um, how did you... Oh, nope, that's it. Um, oh, no, that was it. What's your name? How did you get here? Also... Ah! <laughs> ah, God. He's got no hair. He's awful. <laughs> ne- never mind, because on the way home, we get a voiceover telling us that he airbended the air around him, and then he couldn't remember anything after that. <laughs> Great. Great. 
Thanks. Good thing we didn't have to have that in a conversation in real time. <laughs> anyway, also, when Aang uh, came out of the ice, a lightning thing shot into the sky, and Dev Patel saw it. Oh, yeah, as he's wont to do. <laughs> he's driving through the ice on his boat. It's incredibly impractical, but he insists on doing it. He has been banished by his father. Um, because he didn't manage to fight him in a duel. So, he has to reclaim the Avatar. Oh, I don't know if we've mentioned, the Avatar is, like, Jesus. He can control all of the elements. And control the minds and hearts of men. And it is the hearts Ah, of men that will end all war, I assume. So Probably. But he'd been gone for a hundred years, the voiceover said that as well. Oh yeah, also, yeah. Yeah. Because of selfish reasons. Anyway, they come, they take Aang, because, you know, ah, fuck it. And then Turl comes in, playing (laughs) Dev Patel's uncle. And he goes, you must pass, you must pass a simple test, after which we will let you go. And uh, they put, they put three elements uh, out in front of him. They put a candle with a flame on it, and it grows in front of Aang. Yeah. And uh, the uncle, being a fire lord, snuffs it out. And then he takes out a pitcher of water and sloshes it on the on the desk and it forms a perfect circle. Yeah. But he's not a water lord, so he just has to leave it. Mm. And then he puts a rock on the table and it wobbles slightly. It continues to rock. Yeah. <laughs> it remains a rock. <laughs> oh, semantics. <gasps> he's the avatar. <laughs> he is the avatar. And he says, you said I could go. And he goes, oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> I, I d- didn't say that you could go. <laughs> I said that you could go. Uh, not out anywhere. You can go. You can go to your cell. <laughs> <laughs> Put that nipple away. What? Yeah. What I didn't say was that uh, if you pass the test, which nobody else has done, uh, then no, you're 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 a prisoner. You're you're. You're never getting out. <laughs> We're going to kill you. He also, just before that, as part of the elements test, put a bit of air in front of him. Yeah. And some went, air in front of him. And it and goes... He, and he, it goes... And he burps. <gasps> <laughs> he burped. <gasps> He's the avatar. He put, a, he put a bit of air in front of him and his uncle felt a bit... <laughs> a bit bloaty. <laughs> Meanwhile... Um, He's a god. Soka has gone full Hayden Christensen, saying that he'll kill them all. <laughs> You'll kill them all, <laughs> goddammit. Um, he's arguing with his sister, trying to encourage her not to go after this kid that they don't fucking know and have no yeah. connection with whatsoever. She assures him that they're responsible for him because they broke yeah. him out the ice. Yeah. Oh, an old woman says so as well. Oh, an old woman says so. The old woman is there and talks about how a genius, <laughs> a genius is going to come along and be able to change the minds of people. It's all very mm. Shyamalan from <laughs> Lady in the Water. He will begin to change hearts, and it is in the heart that all wars are one. I'm yes. not absolutely convinced that she's not talking about him somehow. No. Aang slowly and awkwardly escapes from the ship, using <laughs> using a lot of reliance on characters just standing and watching him in awe. Oh my god! That's maybe one of his superpowers, that they have, <laughs> he has the power to make people just sort of stand there and not do a thing when they easily could. <laughs> Truly, he's a god. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, he escapes. Uh, yep, much to everyone's his... surprised who had already established that he's literally a god. Using his stick glider that he's got. Yeah. And he, re- he reconvenes with um, Soka and Katara. Super Soka and Katara. He's super soaked anyway. Oh, oh shoot me. They fly to the Southern Air Temple, I think it is. The place where his people are from. They fly there in which oh, yes. he talks at length about the backstory, about running away, yeah. about getting trapped in the ice. All stuff yeah. that's already been covered and that we've seen already. Yeah. Um, anyway, can't wait to see them. Meat ripe off the bone. It's been several days because they've gone from arctic tundra to desert mm-hmm. so time has passed they land there at which point she asks him is it okay if you tell me your name mm-hmm. well he- by the way i know i've just been calling <laughs> you you up until now um baldy well, can i get those get those not digits um can i get those <laughs> <laughs> can i get those digits though because <laughs> i'm gonna hit that shit. my loins oh my loins 
um and he goes oh ang oh what is that what does that sound familiar oh you're not from that uh that group of monks who were brutally massacred a hundred years ago were you <laughs> yes i am oh Why? sorry what oh i should have said that i should have said that when we met days ago sorry sorry you know what you shouldn't talking, have come all the way here you've been talking about these monks for days and there's something about them that's been like nagging me it's like monks air there's no more airbenders why is that oh <laughs> there's something about the airbenders either there's none of them left because they were all massacred or there's a whole bunch of them living happily in a commu- community near here. <laughs> or, there's only one way to find out or there's all of them <laughs> there's all of them i think the, the word genocide keeps going around my head and i'm not sure why <laughs> oh anyway go on and meet your family i'm sure it's fine <laughs> yeah and, and it's not fine it's not actually twist Shyamalan. And um, and then we get a few flashbacks with the one monk that he was really close to that we'd had no mention of before or ever yeah. set up at all. So the emotional moment felt really flat and was completely empty. Excellent. Love that. That was great. I look forward to more of that. Yeah. He, <laughs> they, he, he, he finds the monk's bracelet. He gave him the bracelet that we see in the flashback that happens after he finds the bracelet. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We loved what him. What are we going to do? Meanwhile, Dev Patel is just sailing around in the Arctic still, I think. <laughs> when he Going, gets, ah! Ah! He gets picked up by General Zhao. Yes. Or, or Zhao or Jay, depending on who's <laughs> saying his name. Or Jeff. He gets picked up and he decides he's going to treat him to dinner because he's kind of an antagonist figure. And he picks him up and he says, um, as you all know, and then explains the, ki- the kid's backstory. Thanks. Yeah. God, I hate hate coming to dinner with this guy. As you all know, the Earth was created many millions of years ago. (laughs) We're not allowed to eat till he finishes. God, I hate the Fire Nation. God, I hate Commander Zhao. This is the worst kind of bender. You know what we did, though? We booked Commander Jay, and Commander Zhao is the one we wanted. He's great. <laughs> He's actually a really really great orator. Brevity <laughs> is his uh, strength. Oh, Christ. He's a brevity bender. Cutting back to the, the siblings, having presumably left the Air Temple. We don't actually see it, but they've moved on. They're in the woods mm-hmm. now, and a little kid is running away from some firebenders. It turns out he was flinging pebbles at them. Little scamp. <laughs> which is highly yeah. illegal in the bending world. Yeah, it really hurt. Really hurt. The kids try to stand up for the little kid, and you know they decide, "Oh fuck it, we'll take you to the prison of exclusively airbenders as well, because <laughs> you're you're dicks. We don't like dicks either." The, the, the exclusive earthbenders in their earthy prison. <laughs> Come on, everyone says Ang. This place is surrounded by earth. One of them's like, "Hey, he's right, <laughs> Tony. There's earth right beneath your feet." What? <gasps> Shit! <laughs> oh my fucking god! It's right there. You said it was cheese. Yo, you fell for it, though. I hate your fire nation. So, having given his speech, he then says, If the Avatar had returned, would that mean anything to you? Look, don't say yes right away. (laughs) Would it make any difference to you if I said I was the the Avatar? I mean, we were all quite on board, but yeah, go on. No, 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 don't say (laughs) yes yet. 5% off Pizza Express. Don't say yes yet. 20%. Don't say yes yet. 5%. Five percent. What? <laughs> Circle of life. <laughs> well, let's just rebel. They do that. There's a oneer in there, I think, and it's really un- underwhelming. <laughs> but they do. They successfully rebel. They beat the seven guards that are guarding them all. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> they're they guarding all... the hundreds of magical <laughs> men. <laughs> and the magical men win, and uh, and then that's the last we see of them. <laughs> yep. Bye. Good luck, fellas. <laughs> um, Katara, Soka, and um, Ang all meet up together and discuss a neat premise for a television show <laughs> in which they're going to travel. To the Northern Air uh, Water Tribe in order to learn how to water bend and along the way help out a whole bunch of villagers and get into a bunch of wacky adventures. Brilliant! Sounds like fun. Let's do that. <laughs> so after they've done that off screen, yeah, we then uh, we then we cut back to them just just lying on the floor next to a river, <laughs> having voiceovers instead of conversations. And then Ang goes, oh, "I'm going to go to this other to to speak to the Dragon Spirit. I think that's what he says. Oh yeah, to, the, to, to that temple <laughs> over over there, dangerously away. And they say, "Oh, don't do that. It's dangerous." <laughs> 
No, I'm gonna. Don't. <laughs> All right then. Katara, see if you can talk him out of it off screen. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. I guess he didn't work. <laughs> he's gone now. Oh. So so he goes and he speaks to a monk there who just yeah. repeats more of the same really about the monks and yeah. the, the nations and the benders. And it's a trick. It's a it's a, it's a monkey trap. He sells him <laughs> out for the future of his own monastery, which seems to include him and only him. But, <laughs> but there's the Fire Nation. They capture him. I think it's Commander. Is it Commander Jowl who has him? Yeah. Yeah. It's Commander Jowl. And is this when he gets rescued by the Blue Spirits? That's the one. Yes. They sluggishly a fight again. He sh- gives a moderate demonstration of his bending powers. Uh, yep. Moves some rocks around. He, <laughs> yeah, he kicks someone's pants. With, with some <laughs> Clean air. off. And yeah, all the way, all the way off. You'll never find them. <laughs> Such is the will of the air god. And when he does and... find them, he can't put them on again. They're too small. God, he's, <laughs> he's brilliant. And then when he throws them away, th- th- someone else will find them and be really confused. It's... God, what a mystical, magical world. Yeah, don't cross out, everyone. So, uh, But then they escape. and Well, they um... escape, but then one of the just regular archers happens to fire the best fucking shot in the world. Yeah. Like, he can't believe it. When he's done it, yeah. he fires from the castle. <laughs> he hits this fucking guy as they're about to retreat into the woods right in the face. And it shatters yeah. the mask. Why didn't you do that when he was like five feet away? Yeah, but Commander Jowl didn't say do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. He's like, no, 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 no. This is going to be great. <laughs> and uh, a weird Commander Jowl. Anyway, it's Dev Patel. Yes. He's the blue spirit. Yes, it is Dev Patel. He is the blue spirit. And after this, the uncle has a bit of a chat with him um, saying, look, why don't you just... Lay down your roots here. There's lots of attractive women around. Stop trying to get me laid. You just you need it, all right? <laughs> Shortly after that, he survives an assassination attempt on him somehow. Yeah. They blow up his Whoa. boat, which he lives because he's immune fire to explosions. Lord. Yeah, fire lord. Yeah. A fire and explosion lord. Yeah, and a fire lord that wasn't immune to fire would be a pretty bad fire lord, I think. <laughs> I-, I shall fight you with... <gasps> oh, fuck, 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 fuck! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> My hands again. I'm banishing you. You're the worst. You're embarrassing, Fire Lord. <laughs> I like that. So the fucking strategy of the fire generals was like, <laughs> we shall kill him with a fiery explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've got a super soaker here. Is that me? No, it's not you. And it's... <laughs> Let me just squirt Get away, Jackson Rathbone. <laughs> the kid just comes and squirts him in the face. Ow. <laughs> All right, I won't do it. That's horrible. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. All right, I'll go get laid instead. So he survives, but he's gone secret. The uncle's now going to sort of play safe, stealth. Play Statham. Yeah. He's going to play Jason Statham. <laughs> for are weird, uncle. For, Gen- for Commander Zhao. He's going to be under yeah. undercover. Oh, what's mm-hmm. going on here? <laughs> Don't don't play at Statham with me, son. You haven't got the legs for it. Oh, he's looking a bit cheeky. Uh, he's a spy. Get him. <laughs> Damn it. Cut up his uncle. I knew I couldn't That's cut it. for Statham. <laughs> anyway, they get to the Northern <laughs> fucking water tribe. The brother and princess get close in a look. Voiceover. Yeah. In a, in, in, a, in a fucking voiceover. My brother and the princess became friends right away. He is trained by Watermaster Billy Connolly, who tells <laughs> Bernard Hill, who tells him he must release his emotions, which makes me think, please, fucking please, release your emotions, <laughs> anyone, God, somebody, <laughs> so, if, so, not even emotions, somebody release anything, anything, <laughs> jizz, a fart, just do just it, something to make it feel human, <laughs> a fucking sigh, <laughs> somebody blink. <laughs> Please, Michael Knight should have a land. Michael Knight. Let us look at a body outside of a wide angle lens just so we can see their diaphragm <laughs> raising not, and falling. I'm not convinced they're not just faces. Prove me wrong, oh. M. Night Shyamalan. I fucking <laughs> dare you. But look, Super Soaker wouldn't actually be Hayden Christensen if he didn't have an incredibly under, underwhelming love interest. And a scene where they get together mm-hmm. and he talks about how much he hates snow. So, <laughs> the princess who is only capable of smiling explains that 
she was brought to life by a fish once when she was a girl, and that's why her hair is white. Oh, it sounds so stupid when you say it like that. <laughs> Look, the show sold it. Trust me. The Fire Nation attack using Ash. There was a number of scenes where we see... The- <laughs> <laughs> Oblivion, I choose you. <laughs> we are we are assured that this fortress is impenetrable, unless they have like weird drill hats yeah. <laughs> they can use to get through the. Oh, ice. but they wouldn't have that. They're Fire Nation, not Drill Nation. <laughs> drill Nation is the nineties da- dance group I was a part of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I couldn't figure out how to phrase get that. <laughs> Just new leather shorts. That's all we need. <laughs> Drill Nation is so underwhelming. It's high concept. It's low budget and success. Oh, but M. Night Shyamalan loves it because he models his entire Fire Nation army after it <laughs> he, because they break through he the models floor the Battle of, of the Bloody Ice Kingdom with drill hats. Yeah, they do. And they oh. also have big lizards. Yeah, and Bernard Hill's distraught. <laughs> well, better go and have a Helm's Deep moment. That's rubbish. <laughs> Bernard Hill hates this. Look, it all gets very confusing. Ang meditates in order to go speak to some sort of goat. I don't know. Yeah. He, he we goes forget off. what the film's about for about 30 minutes. <laughs> Katara um, fights with Dev Patel. Dev Patel wins because fire can go around corners sometimes. Uh, but then they're found immediately and there's no consequence to that. Yeah. Uh, fuck, and can we just then cut Commander the Jow turns up and, yeah. just, and, and says, we're, we're going to overreach man's grasp. You Jackman, <laughs> eat your fucking heart out. So- I'm going to kill the, the, the moonfish god. When, and when Commander Jow finally does stab the, the fish god, yeah. Everyone loses their powers. Oh no, the sky turns red because yeah. fire. But then but then well, the um underwhelming Natalie Portmanathon, she gives <laughs> a life to to revive the moonfish god. Yeah, she and does. Then... Whilst the uncle, who could have done this at any fucking time, decides to be a badass, creating fire out of yeah. thin air, which apparently only he can do. And he holds his fiery fist out in front of General Zhao. And I wonder, huh, wonder how General uh, Zhao is reacting to this. Can't tell, it's behind the fire. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's scared. Okay, jolly good. I'm glad he we established that he five seconds into the shot. <laughs> oh, it's the uncle who sells the idea of dying to um the fucking smiley chick. <laughs> smiley love interest. I comes over and just I've says... Got an idea. You have been anointed by the moon spirit. He gave me life when I was a child. Then there's still a chance. You can give your life back for the spirits. There's still a chance. You just have to give your <laughs> life. We've got a cheeky chance, everyone. <laughs> Here's an option for you. Die. <laughs> I like where you're coming from. Like, <laughs> He's oh, so cheerful idiots. as he explains this. Out she dies. The fish comes back to life. <laughs> yeah. Everybody eats it. It's and great. D- and they go home yeah. full. Ang overcomes his guilt, I guess. Yeah. Or just fully feels it. That's it. He doesn't reject it. And now he, he now he properly feels guilty, and that's good. Uh, after a good talking to from John Noble. <sighs> oh no. <laughs> Shame on you, Denethor. <laughs> Now he's become Smaug. Yeah, they just chase off the Fire Nation. We're a big wave. Yeah, we're off, we'll go then. <laughs> I fucking mean it next time. It's only one of those you're going to get for free. Shit, he means business. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here, lads. So they sail Jeez off. It. They've still got Jason Statham with them, I think. I can't remember who that was. <laughs> oh, no, the command- Commander Zhao dies because... Oh, um, yeah. Four unknown people come out of nowhere to kill him. Well, he goes to kill Dev Patel, and yeah. uh, the uncle protects Dev Patel because he goes to fire him in the back. Yeah. And he's like, you stand alone, Zhao. And that is your weakness. Yeah. Or something like that. And then Jared Harris and his three stoner friends come on in order to drown him in water. Yeah. 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 In the show, it was the gods who killed him. And then that's and that's it. He's gone. Oh, fuck it. Gods, yeah. four random dudes. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. Who gives a fuck anymore? <laughs> um, and, and, and it's the end. Except for... Oh, no! We, we cut to the king of the Fire Nation, Dev Patel's dad. And he's like, now, 
We've got a sequel coming up, everyone. <laughs> and it's going to be darker and bigger than the, this one and better somehow. Yes. And we're relying on you to make it especially bigger and better and more evil and sexy because you're a lady. <laughs> but do we know who you are yet? Ba-ba! And then it cuts and it's Dev Patel's sister and she does a sort of yeah. Torgo evil smile, <laughs> not evil smile yeah. thing over and over again because the camera refuses to cut <laughs> from her for about eight minutes. <laughs> Who remembers this fan favourite character? Catch her next time. <laughs> in Never. Yeah, in Never. The end. M. Night Shyamalan's name comes up under four different credits. <laughs> He's very happy. Holy Christ. Oh, That was that. And I think the problems with it are very easy to summarize. My brother and the princess became friends right away. It's yes. no character moments whatsoever. Yes. There's very few moments of actual emotion. There's no dialogue, really. There's really not any dialogue. It is exposition. I need to tell you something. What is it, Ong? I ran away before they trained me to be the Avatar. I don't know how to bend the other elements. Why did you run away? The day they told me I was the Avatar, they said I could never have a- We- it's we grew close over the summer. <laughs> exactly. Every single time. My brother and the princess <laughs> fell in love. Uh, it's a much more pertinent example than Stakeland. I think I'll be using this yeah. from now on as the yeah. slightly more wet, better known example of when not to do that. Yeah. Awful dialogue, um, completely glosses over anything that might be interesting. Yeah. Um, it just- it tells- the biggest problem with it, there is no focus. There is no main mm. one storyline. Yes. The three main yes. kids are not in it for so much of this movie. It's actually mm -hmm. more interested than I think in Zuko. But there's whole stretches where he's not in it either. So there's no main character. And, and I mean, it's it's perfectly embodied in the final act. Yeah. Where it just suddenly becomes about this war. Yeah. It was at the expense of having, again, any character moments between the, the kids. Um, and, you know, we went into it thinking, well, this is going to be mm. Ang finally realizing his strength and and accepting his powers and using them but all we get is that is about one minute of meditating a half a minute fight with dev patel yeah and then, um about a minute of the wave at the end and the rest of it is just a war that no one could care about and has nothing else to do with the main story i think so we'll come on to the original tv show briefly i i had bought the box set of avatar ages ago it'd been easy maybe six years ago and it had been on my to watch huh. pile since so one really good thing about this is that i really appreciate having an excuse to finally crack that thing open and actually watch mm. the first season 20 episodes long each episode about 25 minutes and i really loved it i thought it was great you know fantastic characters brilliant world mm. um excellent action it's absolutely perfect really um and i recommended an episode to you yes uh one that i thought was pretty representative of the show as a whole uh yeah. the episode the storm Mm. which covers the bits basically it's basically the flashback um episode where you find out um it's the film episode <laughs> you find out dev patel's backstory and you find out ang's uh story of why he ran away after yeah. he found out he was the avatar uh what did you make of it i yeah really enjoyed it i've got to Yay. say i mean they could have used that 10 minute sequence in the <laughs> film shot for shot and it would have improved yeah. it no end they wouldn't yeah. even have to do any you work saw it um i think the main the co the comedy was great and um, yeah. some, some just really wonderful lines, but just the 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 world. I had a, such a great sense of the world from that <clears throat> standalone episode. I didn't need any voiceovers. I didn't need anything explaining anything to me. Yeah. Just being in that world and having them cas you know casually mention things, mention yeah. firebenders or whatever in passing, and yeah. and just subtle demonstrations of Ang's 
latent powers you know yes. just, just picking up on a coming storm and things like that it was just yeah. really a, a story that was really well told y- you know a lot of a lot of things that animation is able to do that can look, can look goofy with special effects in movies yes definitely um it played to its strengths really well and you know i i'd yeah be really interested in seeing more of it yay well i'm really glad and there's there's so much worth in that first season i mean the two-part finale which is that battle for the northern air drive there's so much great stuff in there and it's uh, it's uh, upsetting that the princess thing has been spoiled because I, I even remember her name now it's princess yue because i remember her from the show oh that's not oh that's which is moon in chinese oh well that makes sense because um, it's why meant to be like the the moon god and the uh the ocean god are yeah. the two gods that affect things so yay oh. <laughs> oh, there's some thought there yeah I, I loved uh, <laughs> I loved the flashback for Dev Patel's character um, yeah explaining why he's the way he was and I love the res- <laughs> resolution with him and his crew they have this whole backstory about him not caring about his crew and, uh, and then the uncle comes down and tells the story of why he you know <laughs> how he was injured and the, yeah. the guards didn't know and it was all because he was sticking up for them and they have that really great resolution where he saves their lives during the storm yeah and I just think, you know, they actually, they cover all of these plot points in the movie. Yeah. And and they, there would have been no shame in just copying that. I don't no, know why it's... M. Night Shyamalan felt the need to not only, I mean, to, to have those basic points, but to do it in a very, well, to do it via voiceover, um, but also yeah. remove all of the emotional beats. Exactly. And it's just, he cannot do characters. That's the thing about him. And it, sometimes that doesn't matter as much. And that's when he's playing to his strengths. But whenever it's a character-driven story, as he often does, then it's very ineffective. I mean, one of the great things about Avatar is how often characters are paired with their antithesis. Mm. You know, uh, Zuko is paired with his sort of stoner uncle type, Mm. um, the Dev Patel character, which is a great interplay between them as one Mm. of them is very driven, sort of distressed, kind of Anakin Skywalker-style figure. But with a very goofy kind of, um, hey, take it easy. You know, let's let's just go get laid. And... um, Zuko and um, Katara's. Um, yeah. She's you know, a no-nonsense general, and he's uh, <laughs> he, he he's like a hot-headed oaf, like but yeah. fun kind of guy, and she's a very sort of level-headed, yeah, um, emotional, feeling sort of person. Yes, yeah, so emotional and feeling. She's much more compassionate yeah. than um, yeah than he is. And but he is. What's great about him is he's he's such a complex character. as um, Soka. He's. Um, mm. I feel bad. I'm saying his name wrong all the time. Uh. Soka. Uh, if I change out the pronunciation, then every it, other it time I'll be saying it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cafe Niru. A fucking idiot. Paul is right twice a day. <laughs> um, he's interesting because he's um, I guess he puts on he's really good at tactics he's really good at plans but he's mm. kind of an oaf and he puts up a strong front and I, it's really interesting I had a trouble getting a read on him at first because he was often sort of either comic relief or you know the hothead kind of yeah. jock one and I couldn't quite figure him out but that's because he's got stuff going on you know he's mm. got a lot of you know things that he's trying to be versus things that he actually is yeah. and it's interesting the guy playing him in this the Twilight guy I'm sorry to say he might be the worst one in he's, this he's really bad I mean he's, he's not just <laughs> full on Hayden Christensen in terms of his character development yeah. his performance as well I did everything Dad said to do. I watched what side of the fin tracks are more indented that shows you which direction they're going. I saw how long the drag skids are that shows you how fast they're going. I know you think everything's going to work out, but I don't. So, are you the Avatar Ong? Yeah, it's very bad. It is. It's very unfortunate. I mean, um, it's not It's not nice that the Razzies sort of pinned him for that, but it is accurate. No, it is. This. He is um, the worst one, unfortunately, but it's not helped by the script, and a lot of this does come down to Shyamalan. Oh, yeah, and the directing. 
it's oh it's, yeah it's absolutely classic Shyamalan directing everyone is yeah. a flat line I, I, yeah. I got the feeling that it was directed by someone who doesn't have English as a first language <laughs> who, who doesn't have keeps... cinema as a first language <laughs> <laughs> yes very good um, yeah <laughs> there's so many shots where we're not seeing the important thing and yeah. just like Lady in the Water it just feels like he's saying um, you know oh you expect me to do this but I'm going to do this mm. visionary do you remember the scene where Dev Patel takes out a bunch of his guards in a training exercise yes I do and then it just cuts to Dev Patel's face as he's yeah throwing people and, and taking them out <laughs> so you occasionally yep. see him throw someone over his shoulder but only because his shoulder happens to be in the shot of his face yeah and then, it, and then that's it and I, I could only assume that that's because Dev Patel can't fight but it could equally be yeah. because M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> he's a fucking loony bean. He loony can't, bean? Yeah. He's a loony bean and he can't shoot action. He's a loony bean. <laughs> and he can't what? He can't shoot action. Oh, he's, no. He's never totally had defanged. to before. I mean, you know, there's what? Yeah. Unbreakable? There's the bit where Bruce Willis shoves a guy into a swimming pool. You know, there's, yeah. there's no action really in his films. He's never had to do it before. And he just really struggles with it here. Too much slow motion. Yeah. Plenty of oners. There are about six oners yes, in his Yes, but inappropriate oners. But... Oners where people are just standing around in the background. And there's lots of times yeah. when the characters will swipe or stick out their sword at no one. Yeah. You have to wonder yeah. if they planned well, to put CGI bad guys in there, but then didn't. Well, that's it. I mean, it's 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 oneers, but it's him going. I shall put a one here. <laughs> What's for what? Yeah, I will figure that out. <laughs> Roll camera. I'll fix it and in post. It's just really, really disappointing. The dialogue was. Did he write the script as well? Yes, he did. He co-wrote it. But, okay, um, great. Some of this comes down to the fact that Shyamalan, I think, came to the original show and did not like. It wasn't the playful tone or the flamboyant action, but instead mm. the world and the mystical elements that drew yeah. his attention. And character just got lost in the shuffle because his priority was: I want to articulate this world and I want to tell this story of like a mystical thing and he didn't really he, yeah i think he himself said you know i, I took out some of the kids stuff and i think he referenced mm. farting but really i think what he meant was the comedy you know the <laughs> the characters the interactions the fun and games as i think it gets called in script writing terms you know the the scene <laughs> yeah. you put in just for characters to mess around unfortunately the premise the stuff that he loves really suits a long form episodic format and it definitely yes. better suits animation. Yes. Um, Shyamalan, I actually think, did well to scale back the uh, frenetic quality of the action. Because if you tried to, like you said earlier, if you tried to literally film the way that the bending works in the show, it would just look chaotic. It would just be, mm. you know, Avatar. It would be the other Avatar. It yeah, would, yeah. Um, what's a good comparison? It would be Marvel at its worst, you know, just characters flying around, weightlessness. Like Justice League. Yes, it would be like Justice League, which is Marvel at its worst, <laughs> definitely. <Yeah. laughs> he makes a lot of very odd decisions regarding shot length, blocking, and editing. And I mean, part of that is also, apparently, at the last minute, they decided this fucking thing was going to be in 3D. And so they had to right. cut 30 minutes out of the film so that they could get the 3D done in time. Yeah. Jesus. Great. That's a good motivation That's... behind cutting there. I don't feel this is one of those movies where that would have been saved by oh, God, extra... No. There's no Extra way. Time. No, they just had more episodes. Like, they, there's an episode where they run into a mm. bunch of um, female warriors. But there's there's production I... shots, and there's actually a shot of them in the trailer. So that 30 minutes was just more shit from the show. Oh. One of the other big things I, I picked up on whilst watching the show was how easily think words like bender slipped in yes and it didn't sound stupid yes it's weird and, but it's difficult to be mature about it sometimes because mm. there are lines like uh oh, the avatar is a bender are you a bender boy <laughs> it's you know you've got it you've got to scan for goofy stupid things and yeah. things that sound Actually, dumb L lord of the rings is a masterclass in saying nerdy things in a cool yeah. way 
you know, this this film has lines like, the Fire Nation has stolen knowledge of us from the great librarian. Yeah. And you just think... It, it's a, gotta... it's the scrunts again, isn't it? It's the scrunts yeah, and the misty foods and the blah, blah. That, exactly. You have just reminded me, though, there's a brilliant moment there where he says, um, everybody knows that the Avatar is going to be an airbender this time around, because they do cycle through. I can't remember if that's part yeah. of the many exposition things, but each nation produces an yeah. avatar so it's the yeah. air it was the air thing's turn that's why they killed them all anyway he says the avatar is going to be an airbender are you an airbender boy and then he bends like the air and the, the same yeah. guy is just like how is he doing this <laughs> he's <Yeah>. an airbender <laughs> oh yeah of course. sorry sorry i remember now i just said it sorry <laughs> sorry i, I, I haven't uh, had my marbles i haven't had lunch yet i'm sorry i'm just i'm not together <laughs> it's <sighs> just yeah yeah it's, it just sounds ludicrous. It's <laughs> like Ar- if Aragorn was suddenly called Barry Cockring or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's in my version. <laughs> That's the real Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Now, there's an interesting discussion to be had about what an adaptation owes to its original. Blind faithfulness is usually as much a stumbling block as, you know, radical deviation. Yes. And Shyamalan has every right to change the tone, plot, and characters um, as he sees fit, so long as he yes. creates something entertaining in its own right. The reason that yes. I went back and watched the show is because I wanted to see an example of this. This doesn't work. This is the world. This is this world, these characters, and this plot not working. So I wanted to see an example of this world, these characters, and this plot working well in order to, you know, see a model that I could contrast Mm. this with. And, you know, it's Mm. pretty obvious why one works and why the other doesn't. Yeah. But what's interesting is he has all the drawbacks of a faithful adaptation and all of the insult of a disloyal one. In addition to being bound by the plot, it's not loyal to the spirit. Mm. At no point, you know what Aang's big power is? Do you know why he's the Avatar is so important? It kind of gets said because there's some shit about the spirit world and changing people's hearts. But what he's great at is bringing people together. Right, okay. And what's brilliant about it is that he's constantly shown to be kind of a goofball in um mm. in the show. And what's great, and I don't think I've ever seen this, there's often the chosen one... Um, storyline where the chosen one has a great important destiny but also wants to screw around like it's it's Buffy Mm. it's you know anything you want to look at it's nice yeah it's nice but in this it's it's kind of implied that Aang's superpower is him being a goofball that youthful energy and spirit is actually the things that makes him special because there's an episode of the show where he's traveling with two tribes who hate each other because of some arbitrary fucking reason pertaining to Mm. um, two ancestors of theirs falling out and they've kept mm. the grudge going. And it, after trying to figure them out and trying to talk reason and all the rest of it, Ang just lies to them and makes up a story and says, oh, those two guys, I knew them. They, and they weren't um, bitter enemies. They were friends. And that horrible thing that happened was actually <laughs> just a game. And they all get along afterwards. And Ang just huh. reveals that he was just he was just making it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. That's so cool. That's really cool. And and, and, and contrast it to this. Yeah. And he's... He's Zack Snyder's Superman, isn't he? Yes. He's so sad yeah. and so burdened by the weight of responsibility, the responsibility yes. of the hero. It's not fun. Yes, they've also made... it's just a wide-angle lens of him pounting. <laughs> and they made hours. him... They made being Avatar suck more because apparently now the Avatar <laughs> yeah. can't have a family. That's not in the thing. Yeah. That's not in the show. In no. the show, he has kids, the Avatar. And, like, there's descendants oh. of previous Avatars who show up. It's like... Ugh. They've made it a burden. For it, 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 yeah. the, Zack Snyder's Avatar is an apt... Apt, I say. <laughs> Comparison. Zack Snyder's here. Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's said now, and it's and, and that is apt. It also. is apt, also. So, as usual, we've got to come to M Night Shyamalan's response. 
to the overwhelming negative reception. Oh, also, they totally whitewashed it. Let's just say that and leave it there because they made some very obviously codified, differently raced. The differently raced. I prefer to be called the differently raced. <laughs> they love is it that. Still, I mean, is it whitewashing when you cast the Chinese as an Indian, uh, like <laughs> no, Indian but like nation? The, no, but the three main characters are all American white kids now. Whereas in the in the thing, they're very definitely not that. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, yeah. that's the whitewashing element. I don't know about making Dev Patel. Although I think it's vaguely implied that Zuko is kind of white-ish in the show, and now they've made him Indian, and he's the bad guy. I don't know. There's a whole thing there, but. Nevertheless, it's, it was a good chance to have a bit of representation in a major Hollywood tentpole movie, and they didn't, which kind of sucks. M. Night Shyamalan said, I bring as much integrity to the table as humanly possible. Let's just let that sink <laughs> in. <laughs> a measured response here. <laughs> Look, I'm your god and savior, right? And he goes on. <laughs> yeah. It must be a language thing. In terms of a particular accent, a storytelling accent, I can only see it this certain way, and I don't know how to think in another <sighs> language. I think these are exactly the visions that are in my head, so I just don't know how to adjust it without being me. And I sympathise, I guess. He can't fake yeah. it. He, he's No, I mean, that makes sense. He's definitely an auteur. It's just this very interesting dynamic where the vision in his head isn't what anyone else wants to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I sympathise. Yeah. <laughs> and empathise. <laughs> We've all been there. Why does nobody want to see my basil brush pornographic imagery? <laughs> Daring, honest. <laughs> Why does nobody want to see my tooth collection? <laughs> They're not mine. Um. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, that'd be weird. God, calm down, everyone. That's interesting. That's really interesting. He made it because the only I... way he could. Incompetently, all, because it's it's empirical. It's empirical. The problems with this, you can't say yeah. it's down to opinion. It's um not the way you tell a story using a visual medium. This is a no. really great example of the opposite of pure cinema. Practically a radio play. It's and to admit that, I mean, I don't think he's doing this intentionally, but he's admitting weakness there. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I think he's, he's it, it was still indirectly. It, it was still in regards to The Last Airbender in which he just said that critics just didn't get him and that in Europe it was much, you know. Yeah, for sure. But he's just opened us up to the workings of his mind. He has this vision, <laughs> which is bad. I don't, and I... he isn't able to translate it into something that's good. Yes, but I wouldn't suggest that that's him being humble. I, I think, no, I no, think no. This is him. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's being humble. No, no, no. I'm saying that he's <laughs> saying his thing and yeah. everyone else now goes, oh, I get it. <laughs> this is him saying, look, this is the only way I know how to do it brilliantly and everyone goes oh <laughs> of course it is <laughs> all i can do is the very fucking best because i'm a visual cinematic genius and it's just <laughs> no. observe. Uh, observe i feel like we need yeah. to revisit the talent of stand by your shit who was the person we really liked um recently man the hands a fake the... guy warren that's right yes he said um it's the worst film ever made and i'm very proud of it that's mm. the good response and yeah. that channel i can't decide if it's good or not would it be better if he came out and said, look, this was a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Um, I wish I hadn't done it. The Joel Schumacher approach. I think at this stage, it's too late to apologize because he'd literally be <laughs> murdered. <laughs> I mean, he did damage the legacy of the Avatar is the thing. I, I, hopefully it's going to get its dues now because very excitingly, it's due for, a, again, it's live action. So I don't quite know how to take it, but it's due for another reboot on Netflix. So hmm. maybe this will okay. be 
And this time the original creators are more involved. Um, the original okay. creators, incidentally, did initially say that they were very on board with it um, and that they mm. respected M. Night Shyamalan's work. But then after the film was released, apparently they had problems with it from the very beginning. So Brilliant. Well, yeah. <laughs> you also suck, but you made a good show. So <laughs> You made a great show. Oh, well. <laughs> I think that's all there is to say about it, really. Yeah, I think so. It's a, it, is, it is deservedly regarded as one of the worst films because it's very unentertaining it's a very dull epic it is but there are some good things there are some very good things because it is a collaborative medium a lot of people got together and some of them mm. brought their a game so let's let's go over some let's quick fire quick fire i thought that the water effects were sometimes quite good very there was good. a scene at the beginning when she's transporting a globule of water and it looks really fucking good. It looks fantastic, actually. And yeah. I think, actually, for me, the first three minutes work quite well. Yeah. Um, I like the epic sort of looking Nickelodeon logo. I like the um, the title, the, the sort of moves that the people are doing at the beginning, which mirrors the opening mm-hmm. to the TV show. And then I love that water bending thing, the glob of water. And even mm. the dynamic between the two kind of works. It's obvious that What's-His-Name isn't acting the best that he could. But the first couple of lines are yeah. something like... Um, Stop doing that stuff around me. I always get wet. <laughs> yeah. Which, incidentally, he says was perfectly dry, but <laughs> you get the idea. Still. And yeah, and, and that, that frozen wasteland, I like the colour palette of it. It was very yeah. saturated in, in a very Nickelodeon way, but yeah. like, if they were going to go with that, I thought... Yeah, well, and the main characters st- stood out well in their sort of bright blue robes. When they're in the camp, Dev Patel comes in and goes, bring me all your elderly! And it just, <laughs> to me, I just got really saucy connotations from it. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long night <laughs> Dev Patel's house <laughs> Bring me all your elderly and your whale grease <laughs> And your whales <laughs> And your hails And your ales And your les <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I want it I want it all <laughs> Look just get me, in the fuck pile All of you <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dev Patel Get in the fuck pile Get in Dev Patel's fuck pile <laughs> Everyone <laughs> What is fuck pile? Um <laughs> Fuck Palace Crime. (laughs) (laughs) I really think Aang's tattoo looks great. I like the way they've updated it. Because in the cartoon, it's just a grey arrow. But I like the way they've made it a sort of Asian-looking script that goes around. I think that's really cool. And it looks kind of like... It looks a bit science-y, as well as being very spiritual. So a lot going on with that. I like it. It's like an inscription. Yeah, or a schematic, like a circuit board, but also sort of text. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I've got here water and fire effects still look good. It's, it's when they're in the still in the camp when they're leaving. The bad guys are leaving town. One of the goons comes back and sort of does a kick which picks up the fire from the pit. Oh and yeah, moves it around the crowd like an absolute wanker, and he loves it. <laughs> Just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and I mean the fire also looked good yeah it did and I, I actually I, I'll have this as mine I really like the fire when Dev Patel is sort of just sparring with his guys in that intense close up Yeah, it does yeah. eventually cut to a wide and we see Dev Patel yeah. just sort of fling it about and I like the way it hits yeah. people it doesn't hit people yeah. it hits people with like a crash like it just smashes into them and it's like Pfft. yeah that was really cool so some, some effects look pretty good in this film yeah definitely I mean, they spent yeah, so much time. And, <laughs> they spent so much time and effort on the special effects yeah. here, and invented a whole bunch of techniques. That it's a good thing. It looks good, frankly. At least those guys get work. I like the uh, the flying floating creature that that Ang has. Oh, um, um, Appa! He's such a great character in the show. 
Yeah. Yep, yep. And th- th- there's one scene where he's floating and all the kids are playing with him. And yeah. one of li- this little dude is just hanging off of his paw. <laughs> it looks like he's having a lot of fun. Yeah. Good guy. Well, Abba's oh. great. Abba? Abba's great. Abba's great. It's all yeah. great, guys. Check it out. Arpa Scarpa. Wabba dabba. <laughs> oh, actually, an improvement to the story structure of the um, series. In the series, they figure out that Aang is um, over 100 years old. Um, hmm. Whilst when they find a Fire Nation boat, Aang actually spends a significant amount of time in the village before the Fire Nation show up, which is why the village like him and would fight for him. Ah. And why he, you know, cares about them. But anyway, he figures it out there. In this, although it's incredibly awkward and involves them having had a very selectively helpful conversation, yeah. it is kind of cool that Aang only figures out that his people are dead when he gets there. Like you say, it would have meant yeah. more if we'd had, like, any information from him about the tribe beforehand. Yeah. But nevertheless, it's quite a good change. Yeah, agreed. I loved his little move where he escapes the room with Turl and Dev Patel. Because <laughs> he, he, he uses the wind to push himself out of the room and slam the door shut. And yeah. it's filmed in a really, for once, um, an appropriately intimate way with him just mm. going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very good. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, I do like the line, it really hurt, that the guard says when... Yeah. That child was being arrested. For what? He was bending tiny stones at us from behind a tree. It really hurt. <laughs> that was cute. And it was a funny line. It was like it was a yeah. comedy or something. Like I said, the, the, the one when they're rising up is kind of... When they're taking everyone out is kind of lame, but what they're yeah. getting out, that the earthbenders are gaining courage to rise up, it yeah. felt quite good. Yes, and we made fun of it, but I actually kind of like the idea that they had the weapons to fight back around them at all times, but that they didn't because Mm. it was their spirit that was their that was broken. It wasn't the logistics of it. In the in the show, they're on they're kept on an iron boat, so there's nothing for them Mm. to earthbend. Um, Mm. But yeah, I like the idea that the tools to their liberation were around them the whole time. They just needed inspiration. That's that's, yeah, that's cool. It worked. Yeah. No, I I like that, and and when this was when this was happening, that sh- well, somebody would shoot fire at somebody, and they'd be protected by yeah. somebody else, and then they'd get they'd get shot at, and then someone else would protect them. It was yeah. it was nice, collaborative, collegiate or collegial. Wish I knew what that was like. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah, mate. I really like the soundscape of the spirit world when Anne goes over there. There's like this weird rainforest style, mm. mystical sound to it that I really liked. I'll sample it here. And here. <gasps> and here. No. <laughs> no. I'm going to get it work. <laughs> when Ang is chatting to Katara and he asks uh, on the shore and he asks if it will be okay to go to this island for a day. It's then a hard cut to the brother talking to Katara who says, why? It's a really nice <laughs> cut just to save the hassle of having okay. the rest of that conversation in the beginning of the next one. Ah. Good stuff. Snappy M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> snap Amalan. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> I like the fact that the uncle tries to talk uh, the cousin into giving up. Because it's like, mm. your dad is a dick. Yeah, he <laughs> is, though. Do we really need your his approval? Yes. I mean, mm, he's right. got, I mean, at least he's got a face in this film. And the other one, he's just a big pillar of fire. You're trying to impress that? <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I actually quite like the uncle character. <laughs> oh yeah. I thought I thought he was the best probably the best performance in Al. I think it best, is. Best best character. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. He was he was really yeah. good. When the Dev Ex Machina comes in to rescue the Avatar, he throws <laughs> a stick to Ang, who's standing in front of shot with his back to the camera. Yeah. And the camera's focused on his hand when he catches it. And when he does, there's a nice little BAM from the score. And it's a very, <laughs> very cool moment of kind of, we're going to break the fuck out now and it's going to be great, unlike the rest <laughs> of the film. <laughs> and then it's not. And then after that, when um, it's either Commander Zhao or it must be Commander Zhao is telling the Fire Lord, um, Dev Senior, about what happened. And Dev Senior goes, you think my son is the one my soldiers are calling the Blue Spirit? And then there's a very, very long pause, followed by, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Um, I really oh. like at the end when Aang is letting go of his feelings, he has memories of the actual air tribe and he remembers mm. playing games with the others and it looks very serene and mm. it, it's a believable sort of snapshot of this village where it's actually quite encouraging and supportive and you get why he misses these people and, mm. you know, it's been absent from the rest of the film, maybe because he hasn't been letting himself feel it and it's a mm. nice moment of sort of catharsis that he can reclaim these really sweet memories and feel that pain and process it yeah absolutely mm. and I'll, I'll say my next good thing following on from that is um i think it's during that flashback where his favorite monk is telling him off during meditation and it plays out really nicely because it's a line of, of students meditating with their eyes shut ang opens his eyes and the camera pans right to the monk who also yeah. has his eyes shut but he smiles and wags his finger yes and then the camera pans back to ang yeah it's that really was part cute. of it that was very good yeah. i like that a lot um, I really like the sort of 300 style march shot during the final battle where Aang is just sort of leaping over people and shooting them with icicles and making water shoot yeah. up out of the floor and all of that. That was mm. that was quite cool. Well, my last one is um, <laughs> when uh, Yue uh, sacrifices herself and brings the moon spirit back to life. We cut to all the soldiers who are looking at the sky going, oh no, <laughs> as, the, as the sky turns blue again. And... Then this fucking maverick <laughs> just comes in from screen right and fucking tackles a fire, a fire soldier from behind and completely takes him out. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes with a full sound effect of whoop! As well. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. So funny. Excellent. My last good thing is the very end of the film when everybody's bowing to Aang and his two best friends, in theory, sort of go and start bowing as well. And they sort of lose their mm. individuality and it just becomes this big kind of cult mm. all bowing to Aang. Mm. And it's all very cynical and it's a bit, it's quite opposed to how the Avatar is treated in the show. But yeah. there's this great zoom in of Aang's face where he's really trying to con control his expression, but it's one of tremendous uncertainty. He really doesn't, he doesn't yeah. like this. He doesn't know how to take it. I like that. I mm. like the idea of this sort of being a very ambiguous ending and, um... Ang being deeply uncomfortable with this position that he finds himself in. So yeah, we get a good little bit of acting there from Noah Taylor, whatever his name is. Aww. Probably not Noah Taylor, guy Just, from Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, Ringer probably. Oh yeah. All, all they had to do was take the camera from out of his face <laughs> just for a second. And they're like, oh, he can he act Just so he could stop hearing he the act. camera operator's breathing. And he can actually just concentrate a bit. <laughs> Which is probably why he was looking so concerned <laughs> throughout. <laughs> You're right. You're right, Barry. Yeah, yeah. Do the acting. I've got to put the camera down. <laughs> Why are we doing this handheld? Uh, uh. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. So that was quick firing. Uh, did we get anything from the OG From the OG Yes. 
we have <laughs> I'm going to run out of ways to say yes eventually <laughs> launching the pilot at launching T pilot said I thought it was fine until I watched the animated show yeah oh. that'll do it <laughs> yeah that'll do it seeing something better will ultimately do it <laughs> Oh, this is what it was oh, meant well. to be like. It's like the same story, uh. but I feel about it. <laughs> Thanks, OGT. Thanks, OGT. Off a bed. Nice. Portmanteau. <laughs> it's my new name, Paul Manto. <laughs> Paul, what's the next thing that happens in our format? Uh, we do the one better thing. The one better thing? Yes, the one better thing. Don't mind if I do. The one better thing. I was initially thinking Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind. It has a lot to say about man's relationship with nature and overreaching grasp and so on and so forth. But I think for something more recent, and uh, we will get into Nausicaa at some point, <gasps> maybe, I'm going to go with Star Wars The Force Awakens. It has a lot of similarities to Airbender, yeah. The Last Avatar, and it came off the back of a hugely successful series and had to appease those fans as well as appealing to new fans. Uh, in terms of the plot, we have the evil empire that's destroyed civilizations and crossed rebellions, but as rebellions are built on hope and soft, squishy human bodies, there is a resistance in those places you would care to look all it needs is the right spark and i'm mixing metaphors here but the force awakens really is the story of a rebellion done quite well unlike Ben the last avatar it kept its focus it gave the right amount of time to the right storylines and it successfully had a sequel uh that, that some people really really liked we've spoken about it <laughs> that we've spoken... most people really really liked <laughs> And we've spoken about it a lot, but it's just a, a wonderful film with great effects, acting, and comedy beats that make up the world that we know as Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very confusing, the current <laughs> landscape. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Middle Earth is the only fucking reality that di- isn't owned by Disney at the moment, so that's the one crossover that won't be coming soon. Let's keep it that way, everyone. <laughs> Let's keep the Disney out of the Middle Earth. Anyway, my one is Kubo and the Two Strings. Mm. An absolutely gorgeous animated film from animation giant Laker um, the makers of Coraline and Box Trolls and Power Norman that's one of my favourites and Kubo and the Two Strings Yeah, it's about a boy who has the ability to animate origami with his music and maybe more mm. I mean maybe his music can do more I don't mean he can animate origami with maybe more of him <laughs> oh Maybe uh, I'm not interested in it. <laughs> Fuck this. Fake news. He undertakes a <laughs> magical adventure to put a, to put to rest a vengeful spirit by collecting some magical relics. Uh, it's mm. a sublimely beautiful film that feels like it preempted Co- uh, Coco and Moana in some of its story beats and some mm. of its sort of messages. But it don't, I don't feel like it gets the same recognition as those two because of the mouse house. Yeah. Lakers, the Coraline House. It has a similar superpower quality to Avatar and a young protagonist who messed up and is trying to make amends. And it's set in Japan, so it has the whole Asian cultural appropriation mm. thing going on. <laughs> also, like The Last Airbender, it stalls a whole bunch of white folk. Uh, specifically, <laughs> Shalice Ferron, Ralph Rafe Fiennes, excuse me, mm. Rooney Mara, um, the super white George Takai, <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey as George Clooney. <laughs> Stealth is my middle name. They're all great. They're all really beautiful and brilliant and have fantastic chemistry with each other. And it's just brilliant. It's a film about storytelling and family in a gorgeous art style with lots of humor, exciting action sequences, and really tender character moments. And it is, as I said, from the people who did Coraline, so it is very scary. So you can traumatize your children with it. And if you don't have children, find some. Go on. Get him. Get that one over there. Licking that ice cream. He's distracted. (laughs) It's fat. Get it. It's distracted (laughs) and fat. Get it. (laughs) 
Now you've got it. Watch Cuba and the G-Strings and, and feel love and joy with your new son. <laughs> Fat Benji. Fat boy. Fat Benji. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I love you, Fat Benji. I thought I wouldn't, but I really love you, Fat Benji. <laughs> and I told myself I wouldn't. <laughs> Not this time. Not again. <laughs> but I'd die for you, Fat Benji. Oh, no. The one better thing. Thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone. We're getting close to 100. Uh, if you want to share the share the enjoyment or message and, and go, who are you guys? One of you is a definite twat. And you can do that on Twitter and Facebook, OGTPod. You can send us an email at gmail.ogtpod at gmail.com. Follow us on... No, don't. It's the wrong verb. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and YouTube, where all the podcasts come out and you can hear the magical tales of Fat Benji. How's it going to conclude? Isn't. That's it, everyone. No more. saga of Fat Benji. It was beautiful as it was. Don't don't ruin it. Um, But there will be more magical japes similar to that. (laughs) In fact, almost identical, but with a different name, so as to give the illusion of difference. On all those platforms I just mentioned, if you haven't done it yet, leave a review on iTunes. Coming up to the 100th episode, it would be really amazing if we got a few more. Get us a a bit more noticed. Get us a bit more, you know, you know. (laughs) A bit more sexed, socially speaking. (laughs) Paul, Screen Mayhem? Yep, Screen Mayhem. You can get all the reviews, all the latest stuff. There's so many films coming out this December. It's obscene. So find out what they are and which ones are worth avoiding. Spoiler alert, it's Robin Hood. <laughs> you say that Robin Hood spoiled it long ago. <laughs> oh, fucking... I'll kill you. <laughs> fucking Russell Crowe. <sighs> I'm Russell Crowe. I'm Russell Crowe. And remember, one good thing about Avatar, Fat Benji, is... It's those few times when you open yourself up to love, and what you get is a whole truckload more than you thought you would.